Y'all scared to do it, how I do it? <laughs> Welcome to another Meet You in the Scoop. Will's playing my favorite new song over here. Uh, what the hell is this called? It's called 23. You know it. It's, it's, an, got, immediate, it's an immediate classic. We, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just everything. Miley Cyrus you know, destroyed some Michael Jordan jersey. Oh, it sounds so good. It's, I mean, that's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> two things. We got that. Well, that's one thing. That's uh, one thing. We're at my house, in case you can't hear. And the Grammys are on tonight, which... Uh, as you're hearing this show, uh, probably has nothing, no relevance. So probably you know, what all, are you going to do? It's all dead by now. Uh, Addison, this of course is your cue to complain many, about award shows. How many people? How many people? Honestly, like, like how many people are going to be talking? Oh, I can't! I can't believe the top the top new song is the best. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm so, they're so right. They were so correct. No one cares. The Grammys is maybe the least useful of all award season because it's not like it's not like it's not like when 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 a song gets named best song it's not like you hear that song 10 times more times on the radio it's not like you you just don't it's the song is done it's done you enough know, it, I, uh, it's enough. a pretty it's a joke it's a joke it's 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 i think it's the most gratuitous of the award season well it's so it's because it's the only one that they can really perform live there's so much live performance it's ridiculous like you can't no one's doing television even though it is on tv for the emmys like right. no one's out there doing theater at the tony oh, do they, they do that but even well, still all i'm saying is the amount of the amount of like time wasted on live performances is ridiculous i will say i will say that that maybe the it gets even worse the tonys are probably the worst awards because the thing is is that how few people go out and really see like a huge Broadway I can show. tell you I've never watched the Tonys. There's a lot of people that do, granted, but right. there's not enough people for that to be a huge mainstream thing. It's just not. It's kind of a one area. It's whereas, a one area. It's well, a one thing okay, to do. Well. And, and here's and another thing about theater. And I used to do theater a long time ago. Okay. Yesterday. I used to do theater. Yes, yesterday. And the best. Not the, that long ago. The, the funniest thing about theater is, is 90% of the time theater is more fun for the people in the show than it is for the people watching the show. I agree with and that. And that's the problem with yeah. theater. It, it's, it's so clear by all of the like, oh, we have rehearsal. It's more entertaining for people in the show than it is for people watching the show. That's bad. That's not bad. How about this? So, Addison, I have some of the winners that are from the Grammys. Okay. okay. I want right, to test. I want to see what you think. So so who's record of the year? What, who won record of the year? Uh, it's probably either uh, Katy Perry. No. Uh, or... It's probably some country artist. It's not. It's not? Is it, um, I don't know, is it Three Chains? No, Two it's, chains? it's actually interesting. Actually, it's different than I thought it would be. Uh, who is it? Who is it? It's uh, Get Lucky, Daft Punk featuring Pharrell Williams. Okay. So that was actually Song of the Year. What do you think Song of the Year was? Uh, I got the eye of the dagger. Okay, okay <laughs> Roar is actually nominated. Uh, duh. You're close. Uh, it did not win. Duh. Wow. But Song of the Year is... Um, Du, du, du. Everybody get him. Nope. Nope. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> give give me it, a clue. Give me a little clue. Keep it going. It's tough. It's, it's a brand new artist. Hasn't been around very okay, long. Okay. Um, 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 uh, 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 thrift Shop. Uh, no, it's not Macklemore. No. <laughs> <Lewis. laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not that song. No. Nope. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's not. It's, 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 it's Room 5 or something. It's Royal, <laughs> Royals by Lord. I was going to say Lord. God damn it. I was, 
I was. Did you hear me? I was in the process of saying, "Is it?" And then you were like, "It's blank." And then, all right, you guys want a sense of how dead rock music is? You ready for this? This is like oh, depressing. Yeah. Uh, so the nominated songs. Uh, okay, first off, you have David Bowie and Led Zeppelin. They got nominated for best rock performance. How is that possible? I'm David Bowie. Like what? This, the the best rock performance was by Imagine Dragons, Radioactive, which is. I don't know if I consider them really rock. And They're roll. alternative. I'd say. Yeah, I, mean, I yeah. guess they fit in that. It's del- del- David Bowie has a son named Zoe Bowie. You know, was, it's just uh, one of those things. Was Nickelback mentioned at all? They Nickelback. <laughs> Addison, will you please sing that one song? Not mentioned. Which one? The one that that one time we were in Taco Bell, you were loudly singing along with that it was playing. I can't remember. Standing at the order station and just loudly. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one that yeah. Will, that's the one Will had to go drive to a BevMo and pick up a really specific cider because but you know, Chad okay, but you know, needed it on You know what's funny is it's not specific and it's actually the worst cider on the market. Will, why don't you tell us that story? It's a good story. I swear I've told that on the air. I think we have. Has he to. told it on the air? I think, I think so. All right, it was a good... Well, anyway, recap well, this. Honestly, story. you recap. just told the story, so... Yeah. All right, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much I, had to, I had to go pick up Chad Kroger's strong, Strongbow Ale in, his, in uh, the valley. In a Volvo station wing. Strongbow. Yeah. And his, his, his current girlfriend at the time, which was not Avril Lavange, it was actually <laughs> some chick with big old fake titties. I don't no, know dude, we looked, we looked this up. They were together at the time. I think that was not his girlfriend. So who was it? She's like, oh yeah, Chad loves this bear. He's just like his manager or something. You know, his some you know some associates. Were they together at the time? Yeah, I think we looked at. I remember yeah, specifically. Looking did we this actually up. go out of our way to look that up? Did you I, just, I did would you, have. Yeah. Did you just discover an affair? I, it's not impossible that, that, that I uncovered happened. Chad Kroger affair. Uh, whoa. whoa! Well, I mean, technically, it was Strongbow that uncovered it. You know, Strongbow. Props. Exactly. That's just props. Strong, hey, right. Props without, to Strongbow. Uh, why don't we have, go ahead and have a conversation about uh, Addison? Tell me about your weekend. Did you do anything exciting? Uh, uh, I, I can tell you right now. You, would you mind if I go first? Please. Uh, this is. I'm excited about this because I frequently do nothing on the weekend, and it actually usually upsets me, makes me anxious. I feel like I wasted the weekend. Um, this is the first one that I've, it's literally office space. I did absolutely nothing and it was everything that I thought it could be. And I'm excited about it. I had a great, I had a great weekend. It was fantastic. I mean, you know, it's very relaxing. I got a new pomade. Very good. Very good. Oh, pomade. Yeah. What kind of pomade are you rocking? I'm using the Royal Crown. Is it, is that the stuff that washes out or not? It does not. Oh, Oh. that's gross. A lot of shine though. It's very good. Can I ask you a question? Shut the hell up. Are you going to enjoy it? Like. Three weeks down the line, when that's it's what I, just going to be nothing but just like in your hair, and it's going to be like, I can get this off of me. I'm still showering, bro. I want to. I want to. St- you could shower all you want. I wanna You're try. not going to watch it. We'll, I'm, I'm we'll, shampooing. We'll check in next week on the show. See how how you doing. No, it, it, what it does. I mean, it has. A, there's a weird chemical reaction when the H two O. Stop talking about it. Stop talking. About it. <laughs> <laughs> when the H two O hits the pomade, it it it, it um yeah. it really um. You, no one cares. So that's that's what's Freaking important. Propane. Uh, <laughs> the, cat, the man can't sneeze. The cat is bothering Addison's allergies. He's been holding a sneeze toast for man. I'm days. Dead. I'm dead. Oh, well, my eyes are be red. Here's what we'll do. Why don't we just really quickly tell me about your weekend, and then we'll uh, we'll get going into block two. Oh, weekend, weekend, weekend. Weekend. Uh, I went to uh, Angel City Brewery. Boring. That was last night. And you did a major uh, a major uh, process for part of the uh, oh that's right I went cake tasting for our wedding cake tasting yay we um how was the cake we well okay so the, how the, many how many it, we try? went to we went to a place called Sweet and Saucy Cakes Ooh, that sounds good. okay and they bring out this big tray 
Okay. And they like each cake flavor is a like a mini cupcake. And so it's me, so it's it's me like Nicole, slice. and her mom. It's like individualized. Like it's yeah, it's like in, each one is like its own individual deal. Okay, that's interesting. And I think we, we narrowed it down it. to like cookie dough. There was like a cookie dough cake, which was insane. Hmm. There was like a there was like a Snickers cake, but it was oh. like a it was a it was like a salted caramel and like crazy stuff. Oh. And then there's this uh, one birthday cake one that we went with <laughs> that is awesome. So, we, we should do that when Will when Will's talking about nonsense for hours. I just, just gossiping with yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with you, by the way, Edison. Yeah, uh, that's we, why I run the soundbar. We uh, we have a great show tonight. We have an exciting guest. We and, do. Uh, we're looking forward to that. Yeah. And and you know, Addison's allergies are killing him, which is I think pretty funny, pretty well darn hilarious. We'll not find really. Find out if he sneezes by the end of this episode. Yeah. Good luck. Well, do you want me? Do you want me to be nice to you, and we'll we'll, we'll segue out to the next? Uh, get a little bit of relief going on, or should we continue to talk about cake? Or what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm good. I don't know. He's good. He wants to go. I have an exciting song. You want to hear it? Please. Carry on my way, <laughs> Are we in Anchorman right now? That's what, exactly. Classic. Classic. I hate that like movies can take over. Like, well, that's that's from that movie. It's like, well, no, it's a song. That's true. Th- this is from Guitar Hero. <laughs> I love Guitar Hero. I love Guitar Hero. Anyway, we're gonna uh, we'll take a quick break when we come back. Block two. Guest time, if you Give will. Give me a break. Yeah. Wow. That was very nice. Block Time those. Timely. All right. We'll be right back on Me, You, and The Scoop. Welcome back to the show. We you and the scoop block two. Uh, it's now that time of the show where we talk to guests. Our guest of the evening is standing by on the line right now. Uh, Will, did you or Max uh, get this one going tonight? Whose idea was this? This was this was a joint effort. Max and I were cleaning out the garage because it's a disgusting mess. And Max and I'm like, who are we gonna get for the show? Scott, Scott, like, kind of shook me on another guest. And I, and, <laughs> and, and and we want this guest. I I want since the show started, Max and I were like, we, we need to get. Yeah. Him on the show, yep. And and Max Max today was like just quickly like, oh George Pappy has to happen, gotta happen. And I literally like he, he was I had him on the horn like in seconds. It was great. It's perfect. Well, it was, it was meant to be. Well, he's currently on this horn. Uh, George, welcome to the show. Hi guys. Uh, we're happy to have you here, of course. And uh, I know we have a few things to talk about. Uh, some of the goings on uh, with what you are doing right now. Where do you think we should begin? Will, I see you're busy over there. What are you doing? Well, well, what does... So, I mean, I know George from a distance. I don't know George all the way through. So, Will, why don't you tell me oh, there what... You, there you go. I mean, what... George, George yeah. Pappy, it's, it's fantastic. Max and I had him mm-hmm. in our CTVA 220 class, I believe. Screenwriting right. teacher. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and, and I think George saw us as being, like, the class nerds and was like, you know, I'll talk... <laughs> these kids seem pretty, pretty, pretty dorky. I'll, I'll talk to them sometimes. <laughs> Because we, we both wrote like the really nerdiest like Seinfeld episodes that That's he true. for one of the assignments. That's true. And George, I, I think he enjoyed those because everyone else did Friends and like 
What was the other thing they did, Max? I, I can't remember. I don't know. Yeah, Max <laughs> and I like. I love Lucy. I love, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and Max and I wrote these like, you know, every story involved. Um, what's, what's the name? What's the name? Bob Sacramento. Bob Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, and it was such an odd, you know, and so, and so we started talking, and it, it turns out that, that George was working on a feature, and you know he he gives great screenwriting notes for anything, and I've I've thrown a, you know countless scripts at him all the time, and he always gives me fantastic notes, and he was working on a film called a Few Options. All few bad. Options, All Bad. That's right, and I he was talking about it, he was talking about it, he was like, oh, you could you guys like to help out. And Max and I were like, our eyes just widened because we're like, oh my god, we could be on a real, we could help on a real movie. <laughs> so you guys actually are nerds then. Oh, oh, yeah, huge, pretty, huge, yeah. huge. Yeah. And and George is awesome, and he was like so available. I was surprised how much he actually talked to us. We were just, we were helping out, just generally helping out, and he still would like talk to us and chat with us, even though we were, I mean, we're we're doing like the bottom grunt stuff. Yeah. And he was it was super cool, and the movie's true. on Showtime now, and. And that's that's George Pappy. So so George, what uh, what yeah. movie, what are you working on right now? Is there anything a anything in the uh, the queue? Well, uh, there's uh, there's a documentary I've been working on that both those guys actually helped shoot some of the interviews um, called Green Girl. That should be coming out in a few months, hopefully. What what's it about? And uh, it is about the original actress that played the original. Green Orion Slate Girl on the old Star Trek, the original pilot, um, the cave, which later became the Menagerie. Her name was Susan Oliver. And uh, she was this really amazing actress that everyone had completely forgotten about. She died in 1990 and just kind of got overlooked by history. And I, I thought that kind of sucked, so I thought I had to do something about it. That's awesome. Yeah, and w- one thing, George, I found interesting, too, is what you were saying is how you found out how she kind of knew everyone and everyone knew her you know, in Hollywood. And I thought that was interesting. And also how you got in touch with people to, to interview them and everything. I thought that whole process was interesting. It really was. And it just kind of snowballed. I mean, she, she really literally did work with just about everyone. It was a big name. I mean, you even look her up her baking number, Kevin baking numbers, like under three, I think. Um, and she hasn't been alive since 1990. So, uh, and I mean, most of her work was in TV too, and I don't even think they count that in the bacon number. She just she was everywhere. Um, original member of the AFI directing workshop for women, one of the early women to direct any television. I mean, bad as it is now, it was just horrendous 30, 40 years ago. I mean, just women were not allowed to direct, um, and she was trying to do that. So I, I thought someone ought to do something that kind of remember her she kind of got screwed by hollywood the way i i see it so that's it yeah is there is in your in your research or in you know interviewing all these people what would who would you say is the most interesting interview you got uh kind of about her huh that's funny i've got i gotta get asked that and then i'll say someone then after i get off the phone i'm like man i should mention this other one i mean (laughs) One of them was this guy, Gary Conway. And I, you guys are probably too young to remember the show Land of the Giants, um, which is about this spaceship crashes. It was a TV series in the late 60s, and, and they're all little compared to the giants on this planet. It was really cheesy, but in a cool kind of way. So, like, they'd be standing next to a giant. Well, back then, if you ever saw that giant telephone at the Universal Studios tour, that's from Land of the Giants. Um, so... That guy, Gary Conway, was a pretty interesting cat. He was talking all about 
what it used to be like back then, you know. Um, you know, the, you know, that's one of the big, really interesting thing that comes out is that you were on TV back then, you gotta remember there were only three stations, basically, the three networks, ABC, NBC, CBS. So, you know, literally half the company, the country could be watching you, uh, if you were on a major TV show. I that's mean, right. yeah, not like point. now where there's like 40 different things you could be watching. There were only three. So, uh, so these people, you know, then, then what's, what's sad is a lot of them weren't even being paid very much money, you know? Right. And they didn't get anything in terms of residuals, but they were like world famous because these shows also showed a lot overseas and still do. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it's just really interesting to talk to these folks. Um, and some of them are people I grew up watching. Lee Merriweather, who uh, she was a Catwoman in the Batman movie that they made between seasons of the original Adam West Batman. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she still goes around the country and appears at, at conventions with Adam West, <laughs> Mayor Adam West. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just a lot of fascinating people. We even got Chaz Floyd Johnson, who's the producer of NCIS, to give us some interviews. It turned out he knew it, you know, I just, I happen to be talking to someone that knew him and said, oh, I think he knows, knew her, you know? So, yeah, it just, I don't know, it really took on a life of its own. And part of the story just became about what a raw deal you got as a woman in Hollywood back then, you know? Um, so, and as a TN actor, too, <laughs> just in general, <laughs> they're all telling me about their 18-cent residual checks that they get. <laughs> so everyone thinks they're rich because they see them on TV all the time, but they're not actually getting hardly any money, if any money, for any of that. Wow. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. contracts have, to, have changed so much in the past 50 years or so. It's incredible. Yeah, no. you got to remember, no one back then, we're talking the 50s, 60s, and um, and same was true with music. Had any idea any of this stuff was going to do more than maybe rerun once and maybe earn money for a year or two, and then they thought everyone would discard it and that it would not be of any further value. No one had any idea. They've been watching this stuff 40, 50 years later all the time, you know? Um, and the same with the music. I mean, I've even seen interviews of Pete Townsend and the Who, and back in like they're doing Who's Next, one of the great rock albums of all time, and they didn't know, they thought people were going to discard it after a year or two. They had no idea that you'd be able to license that music for movies and TV and make, keep continuing to earn money on it. Any idea. So, of course, they didn't put any of that in contract back then, you know? George, I was wondering, um, just thinking back on a few options, because I've seen it on TV a couple times already, and not, and not counting you know, the screening that I, that I already went to, but um, how did you encounter and how did you get such an incredible cast list? I mean, was it just a lot of like agent shuffling and different things like that? No, it was a lot. Well, I mean, some of those guys I knew, and they kind of, like Rain Wilson was a friend, so he said whatever you can get out of me in a day. So when I was writing it, I knew Rain was going to do a day for me. So I wrote it for him to be shot in a day. Uh, Michael Sheen, similar thing. Uh, David Marciano, who was in it, also a friend of mine. Um, Kenny Johnson, the lead, I just reached out to him on Facebook, and uh, <laughs> he friended me, and, and I, I he agreed to read the script. And then once we had that kind of critical mass, then, yeah, there was some, some casting and reaching out to agents kind of thing for the other few people like um, Aaron Daniels and Brad Dorif. Uh, and then Kenny brought Dayton Talley from Sons of Anarchy and um, 
Laura Sandra Como from uh, his, when he worked with her on uh, Saving Grace. But that was because he was already cast, and they, they were both more than happy to do it as a favor to him. So it kind of just snowballed. But it was started with me knowing some guys and then reaching out to a few more. And if you're an independent filmmaker, that you really don't want to – they won't even talk to you uh, if you start with agents or people like that. In fact, Kenny's agents and a lot of the agents were very – they were trying to hinder us, and they never believed we were going to actually show up with any money, um, you know, because they're not going to make any money off off a little movie like that. Um, sure, the actors sure. want to do it because they're actors, but the agents they just want their actors to to get big fat paychecks, which they're not going to get on a tiny little indie, you know. For sure. So, so yeah, I would always advise you: you got to find some way to get around the agency managers. They are not your friends. <laughs> I love they're, your, they're your enemy, man. <laughs> really I, I like that. I like that. Being being yeah, yeah. being an independent mo- uh, filmmaker, and you know, having done your first feature and gone through the whole process, what would you say was one important thing that you learned while making that movie that could translate to other people trying to make you know features? All right. Well, I'll give you two. Just okay. Yes, for one. Great. <laughs> <laughs> first of all. <laughs> Get a good lawyer from day one. Everyone thinks, oh, I can't afford that. We'll just we'll just use standard forms, or I trust the guys. I mean, no, don't do that. Do not do that, because I, I guarantee you, it, unless it's something where you're just throwing in your five grand and your friend's throwing in your, their five grand, and it's five grand, right? So, okay, it's gone, big deal. But if you're throwing serious money in, or you got people throwing serious money in, uh, you need lawyers, because you'll need them later. And it'll cost more, and then you may be doing damage control by then. So, uh, and also related to that, I would say try and keep as much control of your movie as you possibly can. Like I, I form an LLC for my next narrative feature, which hopefully will raise the money for one day. I insisted that I be fifty-one percent owner of it. Right. That way, no one can can hold me hostage, which kind of ended up happening in that last deal. So that's number one. Um, and then on the distribution end, and I'm learning all about new things with distribution. Um, do not for a minute believe that we're still in the era where you're going to, unless you're that one in 10,000 reservoir dogs, but chances are not real great that's going to be the case. But you're not going to have anybody buy your movie from you and give you cash for it. Uh, and be very wary of making any kind of deals for just, oh, we'll, we'll distribute it for you, or we'll be your sales agent. Because you may find that you never get any money. I haven't received any money for few options. Uh-huh. I, that's been a complete 100% loss. I've not received a penny for that money. Really? Um, and I, I, that's absolutely the truth. And I wish in hindsight I had looked a lot harder into um, DYI distribution, you know, especially now that everything is so um, Internet-based. You right. know, streaming more and more. The DVDs gonna, and the Blu-ray are going to kind of die. Um, but you can even sell those yourself um, or with a, a fulfillment company, you know? Right. So I would urge you to look a lot more into self-distribution. And you can partner with people because the one thing you lack with self-distribution is not necessarily the ability to get the word out in a big way. Right. But again, I think you want to control a lot more of it yourself and be in a position to where every time a unit sells, every time someone watches your movie, you get at least a portion of whatever they pay for right. that. As right. opposed to the way I did, the more traditional way, no advance up front, and uh, and I have received nothing. 
Right. Those were all flat fee deals. He's talking about me on Showtime, and I didn't receive any of the money from those flat fees. So, would you say? And yeah. this, just one last quick question: Would you say that um, you know av- after all this stuff with the money and with uh, ownership and all that, would you say that uh, you benefited more on the credit side or more on the notoriety side? Do you think that your name now carries a little bit more weight when you go into a room? Sure it does. I mean, I wouldn't have gotten some of, or even possibly many of the interviews that I'm in Green Girl if it hadn't been for that movie. Sure. And, uh, yeah, so uh, there's no doubt about that. And I, and I, that may continue to be of some benefit. Right. Uh, so you, you never know. But, uh, yeah. But, I mean, you should, as a filmmaker on a project like that, don't don't shoot yourself in the foot. Try and set yourself up to where you can at least get some money back. Don't think you're going to necessarily make any money. I mean, right. I I think it's pretty nice to just go in hoping to at least make some of what you put in back, if not all of what you put in back. Um, yeah. So, but it's it's tough. It's tough. And I think I called you guys when I taught that class, and I I wasn't really joking. If what you want to be is really rich. I would suggest going like studying <laughs> finance or something like that and going international <laughs> banking. I mean, you don't go into independent film, at least not as a filmmaker, you know? Um, well, I mean, you know, George, I know that uh, this wasn't, you know, you, you haven't been in this business uh, your entire life. I'd be curious if you uh, were interested in shedding a little bit of light on what you were doing before you decided to be a filmmaker, maybe a little bit what made you decide to start, you know, making movies. Because I, I think that's kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah, no. Absolutely. Um, and in fact, it's what I'll be doing again in a week if I'm lucky, because i got to go back to work and make some actual money here. Um, <laughs> I've been an, an engineer in the aerospace industry for a long time. I, I'm an electrical engineer. I work on satellites. Um, and yeah, I'm about to go back and start doing that again. Um, and uh, it's just it's one of those, you know, one of those kind of parents are really happy when they hear you, you're going in a direction like that. And <laughs> sure. They're going good at it. I don't particularly like it a whole heck of a lot, but it's, it's okay. You know, right. I, I, but I always, you know, especially I got kind of inspired by, you know, a lot of those guys in the nineties, um, guys who the, the paths they've taken, I don't think those paths necessarily exist anymore. Like Quentin Tarantino and Kevin Smith right. and David O. Russell. Um, I mean, though, and Paul Thomas Anderson, I think that's a very hard path to blaze these days. But, uh, unless you're super talented like those guys are. But even then, I think it's stacked a lot more against you sure. than it was 15, 20 years ago. But so I always wanted to do it ever since that. And, you know, the, the kind of, and one of the reasons maybe it's stacked against you is the surgeon, the, D, the DIY ability, uh, you know, that spans all the way from screenwriting. You know, everyone can get the software and whether they know what the hell they're doing or not, they can create a script that looks like a script. Uh, it seems like a script. And, you know, the, the home editing software, you, you, you got cameras that are uh, professional quality you can get for very little money now and shoot yourself. Um, it's so much more doable than it was mm, then. Right. But what that re- results in is a proliferation of product. Sure, a lot of it right. not necessarily good, you know. So uh, it's, it's both a good thing and a bad thing. It, 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 you know, it gives you the ability to do more, but it also gives a lot of other people... Sure. ability to do stuff that maybe I'd have to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, uh, you know, before we before we let you go, Georgia, when does the Green Girl, uh, when does that drop? When does it come out? 
Well, uh, I think we'll be out of post. We're just doing the final sound mix and things like that. We should be out of post sometime in February. Uh, as far as when we actually get it, quote, released, that may take another month or two just to get the logistics worked out sure. and to get a distribution plan in place. But I think we'll probably be having a private premiere of it. At this point, I'm guessing the first half of March. It's like it'll be ready to go by the end of February. So, so that's about oh. the kind of schedule we're looking at. Great. Well, you know, it's been uh, educational, and we Absolutely. certainly enjoyed talking with you. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. All right, George Pappy, you guys, uh, joining us live. Thanks again, George. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, you know, more show to come, I guess. More, right? more me, you, and the school, of course. Exactly. We'll be right back. Show. You know, we really should have played this on, um, well, I guess we could do it on Oscar night, don't you think? Hooray for Hollywood! Are we, uh, the question is, are we really doing a show on Oscar night? I don't, think I don't really about. want to. I kind of want to watch it, don't you think? I kind of yeah. want to enjoy the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. We're having an Oscar party. We'll see what well, I mean, I just, Everyone's we'll getting cross, dressed we'll up. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Well, I mean, I, you know, hooray for Hollywood in honor of uh, our guest, George Pappy, who was excellent mm-hmm. and kind of uh, gave us a, a little bit of a... a dose re- of reality. A little dose of reality with the whole industry thing. You know, that's, that's good. True. You need that. You want that. It's true. You do need it. And you enjoy it. Once again, thanks again, George. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um uh, I gotta thank. Uh, I gotta. I gotta do a shout out here. Uh, qu- What's happening? Quick thanks to Violet for uh, shout out oh. for throwing down my allergies right now. Oh, huge uh. shout out! Well, this is what happens. You come to my house. You know, I thought you weren't allergic to, to my uh, Max. Out. What are you doing? I'm allergic to something going on. It's something. So I, He's allergic. My nose to is going. Bullshit. Hey Addison, if you've got an oh. issue, here's a tissue. But a bum. You know, I think that this is. Um, it's been a good show, don't you think? I, uh, I think it's been informative. I think George is George was awesome and mildly depressing for you know us, but that's us, not, who, us who want to be. Filming. It's not his fault. That he wasn't depressing. He no, just no. brought up how depressing the industry. <laughs> that's is. That's exactly right. <laughs> right. He's yeah. an inspiration, but it's like it's I'm, a wake up call. Makes Talk you want to keep your day job. I don't know if I'm even going to have a like successful first career like his whole <laughs> rocket science thing. Much less go be a filmmaker. And <laughs> I don't know, man. Who knows? A you lot don't of, know. A lot of he, reflection over he, here. He, going like, on. he accomplished something that very few people can ever accomplish. Oh, yeah. Because there's like, how many people in LA or in Hollywood that are like, I'm a filmmaker and who have really made something? It's like, with... no, you work at Urban Outfitters. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. I work in management, Urban Outfitters. Yeah. Or isn't it like, you know, Umami Burger is like the where all the stars are discovered? Should we, uh, you know, maybe. Uh, Yes. What are you trying to say? There's, there's been a lot of uh, this show has the roses had a, smell the roses. You have to cut out. This, no, no, no. This show has had a lot of really weird hand gestures and eye contact goose, going goose, on. Goose, goose, sneeze. Goose, goose, sneeze. Here we go. I'm leaving it here hot. Goes, here it goes. You better cover your face. No. It's done. You <laughs> oh, guys talked about it too much. He lost it. You oh, talked about too much. That's the worst. And it's gone. Any, anywho, anyway. What are you talking about? 
That's a good question. That's what I want to know. That's a good Today question. Ain't your day. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's just get all this Bill, Bill's just, in at once. Oh, God. I know. Let's, let's just have five minutes of soundboard. Click. Not too long ago, I was at a Christmas party with my bitch. <laughs> oh, yes. Unforgivable. That, that brings up a good point. Okay. You gotta be careful. There's going to be a lot of N-word if we're with, not careful. With Pappy, with Pappy right. making an independent feature. Right. And with YouTube... What's do you think it's more valuable to try to become a YouTube personality and then direct a movie or just try to direct a movie? See, that's interesting. That's a, that's he's he, he talking about he, DIY, he talking about you know making a name for yourself because you know we know a few up? YouTube personalities. We do, and, and we, we should actually get them on the show, that'd be fantastic. That would be fantastic, but we should. Is it more valuable to be a YouTube person and then try to? Do it well. I mean, or not? Would you? Would you? Would you eat the moon if it were made of ribs? Oh, that's a good analysis. Maybe, Thank you. That that extends our conversation. I have well a real. Done. I have a real addition. It might be R-E-E-L. a quicker way to get your name out. I think. I think it could be a quicker, but it's how your name is out there. Is it? Do you want to be the YouTube guy or do you want to be? I see. I don't think. I don't think that in the future it will translate that way. It's Bitch, you won't no. just be the YouTube guy. You'll be a guy who makes content, and you'll be eventually a guy who makes a movie. I think. Hold on, bitch. I think so. He I think. He was from high school. That's Piss the thing, because it's like it's like yes, yes, you like you put out this persona like oh I make YouTube videos, but I don't think you that can. it will be that forever. I think you'll right. just you'll just evolve in how much you make. It will become like TV. Right. You will just eventually start making you'll bigger definitely dude, get dude, stuff. Dude, like YouTube, YouTube is like already a joke. Like ten years from now, it's not even gonna. It's like whatever. I it, I think it will be. Why won't it be? I don't know. I mean, who? I don't, I don't go. I don't go to YouTube and watch videos. It's always like someone links to something, and then that's the end of my YouTube experience. But that's not it. But that means that whatever whatever's being produced at that time is not for you. If there was something that was on there that piqued your interest, you would follow. Will DeRosa, as dumb as it is, he he reads he and I think they're funny. Those uh, the videos, the real uh, like regular car reviews. This guy just reviewing nonsense cars, just talking about whatever but you watch every single one you gotta see it i subscribe to everything i'm actually a big youtube channel guy when it comes to really weird niche stuff like uh, this guy regular car reviews he reviews literally instead of like reviewing supercars and like crazy cars he reviews all his friends cars and it was cars and just makes fun of them and breaks the history down and they're insane you're following someone that makes content yeah so that's essentially what content is becoming here's a plug the other thing i love i love is the drive network which is super specific like car culture videos and they're so specific they can never be aired on tv because they're so specific but they're actually produced and they and i watch every single everything they release i watch it and it's fantastic. Well, i guess I, yeah i mean i see i do see that no I mean, that makes sense i but just you know but it's content on demand it's not con it's not like i'm 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 accepting whatever abc or cbs or nbc is making at the time I can go out to YouTube and I can find exactly what I'm interested in at that one moment. Yeah. And I can watch just about anything I want on it. It sounds like there a pretty is, hilarious commercial for YouTube. But when you talk about filmmaking, there for jobs, I've heard about people getting jobs off not only actors, actors are big now. They'd be discovered off YouTube, like Alex on SNL. Kyle Mooney. I mean Kyle, sorry. I don't know. And Beck. Said Alex. Kyle Mooney. Beck as well. But yeah, both of them. But so Kyle. Kyle it. And crew people. There's people that like animated the opening for Tintin. Right. He, he just did his own thing on YouTube. Spielberg saw it. Uh, the Fincher commentary on House of Cards. That's the guy right. that shot all the time lapse stuff. Fincher saw it on Vimeo. Yeah. And the guy was like, "We need to do all the time lapse stuff for House of Cards." 
but it's, so it's, you can get you can get discovered, and you can get out there more, and you definitely get a lot more views probably. So you know, yeah, yeah. But it's like there's now there's now being done like narrative stuff on YouTube. It's like there. It's true. Yeah. There's t- there's web series. When when oh, let me ask you this. When will a web series no longer be known as a web series and it will be well, known as yeah. a series? That's, that's kind of that's series. exactly what I was just going to touch on. Is it, it's House it's all it's all yeah. I mean, it's all kind of changing so quick. That's it. We're we're in a really. I I've always had this. I've had this theory lately that we are in a a weird time of changing. I don't know with you know cable companies struggling and losing people, and then you know you have all this online stuff changing. I, I like I said, ten years from now, this is going to be a hilarious time period. It's like the whole. You know, this is like the Betamax of. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Or Laserdisc probably is more accurate. Yeah, and the thing I love how that we thought it was like oh Blu-ray or HD DVD, but it really it's doesn't matter. It's like you know it's it's streaming is what it is. That's yeah. exactly what yeah. it is. Exactly, it's easier. Well, should we? What do you think? Should we uh, hit the it. road? I know you're over Jack. there. Uh, sort of. Di- is a sneeze going to happen? Oh, that was a close one. I'm seconds away, man. <laughs> Moments away. Oh, it's pain. It's he's painful. close, guys. So he's close. close. So close. So oh, close. Tune in, tune in next week. Find out if he sneezes. Violet, I hate you and I love you. <laughs> well, I think it's been a phenomenal show. We're going to get Addison some Kleenex, possibly some of his beloved uh, nose spray. And, uh, you know, we look forward to seeing you next week. Special thanks again to George Pappy for joining us uh, live and Violet for making a bunch of ruckus <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. Me, you, and the scoop.